0: Welcome to Folklore on the Rocks. (laughs) Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much
1: for joining us. Uh, I'm Logan. I'm Lindsay. And this is Folklore on the Rocks. We've got something really special this episode for you. It's a nice, cold, wintry day here in Utah, and I hope everyone's having a great December. Lindsay, what have we got for everyone today?
2: Well, we have a creature feature today on Krampus.
1: Yeah, I know we said that we would do kind of the second stringers, some of the the kind of backseat ones, the ones that don't get all the attention, but the Krampus is near and dear to my heart. He he's I, I, I <laughs> Krampus and I he's an old buddy. He's an old buddy of mine and I don't know, I I, I really wanted it to, to happen. So thank you so much Lindsay for letting Krampus be our feature tonight.
2: You know, we have to. It's a, it's our first Christmas with the podcast and he's just so much fun that it would uh, be it would be tragic not to do him. It absolutely you know?
1: would. He, I, it would I, and also I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to tempt his, his wrath by passing him over. That's not a great way I to know. start off the new year.
2: <laughs> well, once you guys learn the kind of things that he's the accoutrement he has with him you wouldn't want to piss him off either
1: yeah and so it'll be fun it's kind of holiday themed and yes while he is a little bit more mainstream than some of the other creatures we've done he is still welcome on the show
2: yeah it'll be great so first let's start off like we always do with our cocktail uh tonight we are drinking one of our favorite winter drinks uh logan and i have this Pretty much every single
1: yeah, it's Christmas it's a holiday time. tradition in our little group of friends.
2: Well, actually, we we don't just have it around the holidays either. We just kind of do it whenever it's cold outside. Yeah,
0: yeah. That. <laughs> um,
2: we we have a friend who makes it all the time, and it is delicious. And he brings it, and it's gone super fast. Uh, and it's a like German Austrian mold wine drink mm. that's called Glühwein. Glühwein. So. It's uh, it's German for glowing wine, mm-hmm. which is kind of what it makes you feel.
1: And historically, in, in our little group of friends, uh, it does immediately precede uh, feats of strength, uh, running <laughs> out into from the snow. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, oh, it's 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 really delicious. And it, it really warms you all the way to the very core on a cold winter's day.
2: Mm-hmm. It really, really does. So it's a holiday drink. Often it's it's like an after skiing drink that you'll know as Taurus. If you go over to Germany or Austria or like the Alpine regions.
1: Yeah. If you're living up the apres ski lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Yes. Have a Glühwein.
2: Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you might be familiar if you, if you are a skier. I am not. I'm just a drinker. But honestly, it's, it's delicious. It's delicious. It, warms you up really really fast um you can find it all over that area during the winter time so we highly encourage you to make this i'm gonna kind of explain a little bit about it just because i feel like it's valuable for you to know
1: it should be noted that this is a hot drink uh unlike mm-hmm. some of the other ones we've had and instead of just mixing it we kind of have to cook it so uh Lindsay, tell us how how is glucoine made
2: Yeah, it definitely takes a little more prep. So um, I'm just going to read the recipe off to you and then let you know like a few little things about making it. So it's three quarters a cup of water, three quarters a cup of white sugar, a cinnamon stick, one full orange and 10 whole cloves and then one full bottle of red wine. So in a saucepan, you combine the water, the sugar, and the cinnamon stick, and then you bring it to a boil, you reduce the heat, and you just kind of simmer it for a while. Then you'll cut the orange in half. You're going to squeeze all of the juice into that simmering water, and then you're going to take the whole cloves and push them into the orange rind on the outside of the orange, and stick all of that in the water as well. You'll continue simmering that for like 30 minutes or so until it's really thick and syrupy. And at that point, then you pour in the wine and you heat it until it's steaming but not simmering. You're going to remove the clove-studded orange halves. You might want to strain it at this point in case any of them came out. You don't want someone drinking a clove. (laughs) <laughs> They're kind of pokey, and that wouldn't feel great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do want to serve them in mugs, or if you use glasses, you want to preheat them, like run them under cold or hot water, because cold glasses are going to break in. That's no fun for anybody, yeah. because red wine everywhere is super stainy <laughs> it's a great way to <laughs> make a mess great. and ruin some glue <laughs> yes and you want to drink that you don't want to have it all over the ground so mm-hmm. um you do want to drink it while it's hot though it, it tastes much better hot some people use orange juice instead of water if they want like a more citrusy vibe do note that it makes it much sweeter and there's already a ton of sugar in this so if you do that i would recommend doing less sugar, like maybe yeah. half a cup instead. Take a,
1: yeah, take a little break on the sugar. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it, it does get very, very sweet. Mm-hmm. The other th- the other thing about it is that it does settle. So drink it right after serving uh, for the best results.
2: We also recommend using like a Merlot or a Cabernet Sauvignon um, or like a Shiraz or like my personal favorite is Zinfandel. But you can just kind of use your favorite red wine, uh, cheap wine, like yellowtail, barefoot, totally fine. But does the job fine. just fine. <laughs> um, some people have even said that it's better if it's cheaper, honestly. Like they've tried it with expensive and not expensive and mm-hmm. the cheaper was better. I mean, it's up to you. Uh you can also add shots to it, like a brandy or a triple sec. But you probably want to try it first and then I'll like add the shot in afterward. You yeah. After. If
1: you're if you're gonna get creative, get a baseline first, you know. <laughs> yeah, taste
2: it first, and then see what you think. Because <laughs> it it is potent in and of itself. It really, really is. Um, <laughs> it's a very strong drink. That's very easy to drink a lot of. Yeah. Very quickly. <laughs> because and because it's hot, it like the alcohol in it. It ends up taking effect much more quickly. So you definitely get drunker faster which is nice when it's cold outside, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. You want the effects to kick in right away.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then if you end up with leftovers, which you might if you end up like doubling or tripling or quadrupling the recipe, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty easy to do. You just, you know, up the measurements and stuff. If you do that, you can just stick the leftovers in the fridge and heat them up later on, which is awesome. And then like if you're taking it somewhere, uh crockpot is awesome yeah. for just keeping it warm throughout the night because it does cool off and it's much much better warm. So, anybody who is from that area or has vacationed in that area can tell you that it is a divine drink that is basically the nectar of the alpine gods.
1: <laughs> yes, it is something very special. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cheers, Linz. This is is a great choice for tonight.
2: Yeah, it's delicious. Um, Okay, so real quick, we're going to move into our promo for the night. And we are going to quickly play a little promo for you. Um, For tonight, we have a podcast called Dear Murder Street. So this is a podcast by two sisters, and they are so much fun. They do a fictional, paranormal and true crime advice podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Which is So it's
2: so not, original.
1: Not just true crime, but it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> okay.
2: It probably leans more towards like the paranormal, honestly. Okay. Um which which is great. But basically they they encourage listeners to write or call in with characters that the listeners have created and like stories that have supernatural issues and then they'll play it or read it and they'll respond with advice doing Mm -hmm. research of their own to like figure out what they think the issue might be right Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of like a fun cross between dear abby and like an audio drama Uh, so very original idea uh we're going to quickly play that for you right here Are you in desperate need of advice, but maybe your problems are too strange, too scary, and too shameful for the average advice show? We are the Carol Sisters, hosts of the paranormal and true crime advice show, Dear Murder Street, and we are here to help. Do you suspect that your very shy and polite neighbor may, in fact, be a serial killer? Is there a ghost in your bedroom watching you change? Were you catfished by someone who turned out to be a very sad, very lonely extraterrestrial? Is there a bunyip living in the pond behind your house? Call and leave a message at 845 418-6681 or write to us at dearmurderstreet at gmail.com visit dearmurderstreet.com for more information and find us wherever you get your podcasts and we're back i hope you guys give them a listen they're really fun
1: they do sound fun yeah
2: so let's talk
1: about Krampus. Where should we start about Krampus? First, where where does the Krampus come from? Uh, let's let's pretend like we've never heard of the Krampus before. Like it, like right. it's like he, he's just an ordinary monster, just one of those ones that you grab at random out of a out of an encyclopedia or <laughs> you know big almanac of monsters. Hey, Krampus, where is he? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, but Germany, Austria, Scandinavia, right around there. He's definitely a cold weather monster.
2: Yeah, very Alpine, very Germanic, basically. Just yeah. those regions. Mm-hmm. There's probably people out there that haven't heard about Krampus.
1: I'm I'm sure. I, mean, I would hope so. I, I <laughs> if, we can, if we can we can bring something new, uh, awesome. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there might be. You know, there's we have listeners from all over the world, and we know that Krampus has become very popular in the media recently. Here at least in the US, and so I don't know how that really translates around the rest of the world. So it could very well be that you know you guys don't know about him, and now you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> yay! <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about kind of where he's located, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about what he looks like, okay? So he is kind of this goat human slash demon hybrid. So I yeah. think like satyrs of Greek mythology, right?
1: That's a that's a perfect place to start. Mm-hmm. Um I'm actually working on uh, on a Krampus kind of sculpture model that I'm gonna put in our oh, Logan's cool. corner section. Ooh and- so you can
2: access that through Patreon. If you're yes, to G.
1: <laughs> and and most of the concept art ones are satyrs indeed. I love the digitigrade yes. legs that go with it.
2: Yeah, and so and so a satyr. It's it's basically the top half is a human man, and then the bottom half is like goat legs. But he's walking on two legs, basically. Yeah, if now, that makes uh, sense.
1: Just to be kind of a you know detail nerd, um, it should be noted he typically has cl- kind of cloven hooves like a like a goat or satyr however sometimes he's he's depicted as having one clawed foot and one hoof D- just yeah, kind of depends kinda on your interpretation i don't get a whole lot from, from from the stories that he's a shapeshifter um mm-hmm. it feels like he's pretty consistent but it's open to interpretation a little bit definitely So he's got, he's got, you know, some kind of leaping, powerful, bounding legs, sometimes with hooves, sometimes not. Uh, And what are some of his other notable features? What's he got?
2: Mm -hmm. So, so he's got goat horns. He's got big, long, giant things. He's got uh, probably his most prominent feature is his very, very long protruding tongue.
1: Yeah, if you see it's any illustrations of him, that's always what you see. He uh-huh. looks, uh, That's kind of how you can tell the difference at a glance between, you know, a devil and a satyr Some and a Krampus. Oh, Krampus. oh, Krampus, it's the one with the tongue and the wild look in his eyes.
2: And exactly. Maybe, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he sometimes it's people say that it's forked, but in most of the illustrations that I've seen, it's been just long and pointed. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gene Simmons' tongue, but like three times the size yeah <laughs> or something <laughs> and he does have like a serpentine tail too yeah. that in some illustrations he's like grabbing kids with it you
1: oh know, so so i haven't seen as one the, does the prehensile uh, uh yeah it's not super common of it to, but it's not
2: it's, super common in the illustrations but i have seen a few
1: it's a fun detail yeah i know <laughs>
2: i feel like if you're gonna be able to have a prehensile tail, why not?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a that's a pretty scary image we just conjured yeah. up. Uh, oh, he's definitely. definitely. Got some monstrous features to him. He's got kind of a humanoid torso and and arms and mm-hmm. hands. And so if he has hands, he obviously he gets some props, of course.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> and
2: <laughs> to do the things he does, he yeah, needs,
1: for for Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exactly, for Krampusine. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, I like this. And he carries around a, a bundle of birch sticks that he uses to beat bad children.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it, sometimes he's got horsehair to whip them. He's got chains and bells. And uh, on his back, he's got a, either a big sack and sometimes a, a wicker basket. And it's said that he can actually take the worst children away with him to the underworld. Uh, For the whole next year. Yeah, if you're really until a, next time. <laughs> if you're really a naughty child, you get to go with the Krampus. And...
2: <laughs> Don't be a bad kid, guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love a good Gonna cautionary tale.
2: That's right, exactly. <laughs> See, I mean, it's much more frightening if Krampus is one, the one that's watching you when you're sleeping. Yeah, like Santa, he sees you when you're sleeping.
1: Same idea, yeah.
2: Yeah, but Krampus is a lot more frightening that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you hear, oh, you're going to get a lump of coal in your stocking. Okay, who eh. cares? Coal? Yeah, big freaking deal. If you hear, well, uh, a goat-hoofed demon man is going to come out of the shadows and <laughs> beat you with a birch stick until you promise to be good, or he's going to take you away. Yeah, that's, that's a much stronger deterrent.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I kind of wonder, like, this whole take kids away for a year, if that has anything to do with Kids <sighs> I, I I don't know how to express this. Like oh, that's okay. ki- um kids disappearing?
1: Maybe. Well I do think that um well history Murder, is...
2: perhaps?
1: Perhaps, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I, I do think history is full of a, a lot of stories of children disappearing. Um the, the immediate one that comes to mind is the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Yeah. Um and this idea that uh, children can be taken away from parents—that's a very scary thing. Not only for the children, for children it's the it's the most scary thing, but it's also terrifying for parents. Um, so mm-hmm. it's a good, uh, it, it's it's a valid threat when, <laughs> not for to sure. say that anybody should do that. It's not an effective way to get things done, but
2: uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, for sure. And and I <laughs> think
1: maybe
2: maybe it has something to do with, um, I mean. Death was a lot more prevalent during the centuries where compass was very, like, uh, like where that was practiced. I guess. Yeah, it,
1: it was just part of life. Um, it and, was a, it's a hard part of the world to live in, and yeah.
2: So, so I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe, maybe there's a neighbor and that kid dies, but the parents don't want to talk about it because their you know their child has died. Mm-hmm. And so the next door neighbor parents are like, see, that's what happens. If you're not a good kid, Krampus comes and takes you. Oh, yes, perhaps. I don't know. So there's there's many things it could be. It could just be a threat and have nothing to do with what I've been talking about, which is probably <laughs> more likely. But there is no uh, factual basis for this at all. Not So really, you can no. ignore me or you cannot. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, but well, we do know where his name came from.
1: Oh, well, that's a good start. Or at
2: least we're pretty sure. We're pretty sure that it comes from the word Krompen, which means claw in Old German.
1: Okay. Uh, my Old German is not very good, but I will <laughs> take you for your word on that, <laughs> Lindsay.
2: <laughs> I'm just going with what the internet tells me, mm-hmm. as as we all do. Another really cool thing about him is he is said to be the son of Hel, which is the Norse goddess that rules over the realm of the dead, also called Hel, or you might have heard of it as Helheim. This would make Loki, who we all know and love, his grandfather, because Hel's dad is Loki. Um, so Hel is pretty cool. She is like... Uh, half of her is a beautiful woman and half of her is like a dead, decayed, uh, gross creature. And it's like split right down the middle. So like you could look at her face and half would be a beautiful woman and half would be this horrible, ugly, decayed, worm food face, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So Hell's pretty cool. I know Logan's yeah. a giant fan of Norse mythology.
1: Yep. And, As and it they should are his be, people. <laughs> it should be noted that sometimes it's Hell, sometimes it's Hela. Uh, nevertheless, it's the same character. Um, I think and, Hela's...
2: Isn't Hela just in Marvel?
1: Uh, well, it, it, you do find her in a couple of translations. couple of
2: the translations. Okay.
1: But, you know, sometimes she is Cate Blanchett. Uh, sometimes <laughs> and she that's is not. pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could be misquoting that, but I... I'm fairly certain I have seen Hela around a couple of times. I would be surprised. I reserve the right to change my mind, and I reserve <laughs> the right to get completely blown up on social media. It's fine. <laughs> so much, uh, specifically Norse uh, mythology, has been carried on into fantasy and comic books and all of those things. It's very, very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, and the character of uh, of Hell and Loki, well, we all know these characters, even if it's not the literal interpretation of them from the myths.
2: There's a lot of conflicting stories just within the old like, poetic edda and the prose edda. Mm -hmm. They even have conflicting stuff within them. Other stuff we find from other authors is conflicting. So a lot of Norse mythology, as popular as it is, is really... It could be this or it could be this. And I'm sure that you guys will see that a little bit more in the future as we do more... Norse creatures, but it's, it can get a little muddy. The waters are muddy there. Um, we know our our basic stuff, but even some of that is a little like, is that the case or is it this other thing? So a lot of what we know is just scholars kind of deciding what they think it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is always kind of a toss up, but I feel like those are the ones making decently educated decisions, so I'm not super qualified to say one way or the other when yeah. they are a little <laughs> bit more so, I think. <laughs> but it is cool that, that he potentially comes from, you know, the Norse mythology realm.
1: Yeah, that he has a, at least a little bit to to do with it on there. But he's also been carried forward, very much like Santa mm-hmm. Claus has been yes. changed uh He's really, called. by yeah, yeah, by every culture that interprets and uses his image and and tells that story, mm-hmm. um, the Krampus has changed a little bit too. Um, not necessarily from the literal son of of hell and the the the, the one that's going to take away your children and uh, or anything, but instead he. Almost uh, has taken on a, a a lighter role in in Christmas, just kind of being the the counterbalance to to Saint Nicholas or Santa Claus.
2: Like with him originally being a pagan figure of, of folk religion, he he ended up kind of getting tied to the Christian celebrations of Saint Nicholas, like you're talking about,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: and and they they kind of ended up becoming this balance of good and evil. Saint Nicholas, if you guys don't know. He was a, a bishop that was born in like the third or fourth century, and he was from Mira, which was is located in in now modern day Turkey. And he was he was just a really very giving and generous man who ended up becoming a saint. Um, and the translation I think of his name in Dutch, like of Saint Nicholas, is Sinterklaas mm-hmm. in Dutch, which is how we came up with santa claus the santa claus as we know it didn't come until i i can't remember what year it was um but it was like a coca-cola ad
1: that's how he got that beautiful red suit and that's how
2: (laughs) we the the santa we picture and that all our kids are terrified of when they go take photos with him that's Mm -hmm. the santa claus that coke came up with yeah so know that
1: a marketing device,
2: <laughs> but it worked really well because look at us now—like a hundred years later, probably <laughs> mm-hmm. we still have Santa everywhere.
1: Now, unfortunately, the soda pop that uh, uh, decided to uh, commercialize on on Krampus's image didn't last very long. It, it tasted bitter. It was black, and uh, and I think it was just called Icker. Is that is that correct? Carbonated Icker? No, All I have right. no idea. Uh, no, it d- didn't happen i'm just making it up as i go along
2: <laughs> it's like a uh, krampus blood
1: <laughs> krampus blood
2: is ichor <laughs> i think it's called ichor i could be wrong i don't know oh well <laughs> this is why i look stuff up before because <laughs> I never know how to say anything <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's let's talk a little bit about what he does
1: Yeah, okay. So we know what he looks like, we know where he lives, and we kind of know where he came from. Now, first of all, it could be noted I'm using a fair amount of gendered language. We do know that Krampus is pretty male. We haven't seen a lot Mm -hmm. of interpretations of Krampus as a female. Uh, Any of you artists out there, if you want to interpret Krampus that way, go for it. it. But uh, that's To all of my readings, it's pretty consistent. Krampus is a he, um, and...
2: Yeah, and it, it should be noted that there I didn't do a ton of research into this, but it should be noted there are multiple types of of Krampus um around depending on the region, so he might mm-hmm. be known as different names in different places. And I know that at least one of them is a woman. I think her I think it's a Frau, Frau Percha, I think. I could be yeah. wrong on the name, but I there are multiple places that he's known as as different Names. There are places where there are multiple Krampus Krampusy, I think, is uh-huh. the plural. Um <laughs> but for the purposes of this episode, Krampus is singular, just one dude hanging out with Saint Nick yep. and doing vis- what he does. <laughs> doing what he does, which is visiting naughty children. So he hangs out with Saint Nicholas, they go around to Different homes, um, and basically they they punish the kids who have misbehaved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this occurs on the evening of December fifth, which is called Krampusnacht.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it just happened a couple of weeks ago. It
2: did, yeah. and he right. so he punishes kids who have misbehaved. Um, the kind the earliest incarnations within pagan society actually focused on adults as well. So n- <laughs> growing up doesn't you know necessarily exempt you from a visit from compass which i think we could all use a little bit more of
1: you're never too old to be wicked
2: (laughs) right and you probably get worse you know yeah i mean most people do uh so something that we do want to kind of note here though is that he is not the anti-santa
1: no no He, he doesn't he he i i kind of look at it um when when someone is an anti character, the the nemesis, if you will, yeah. Um, the problem with that is that um, he, he's not the Grinch. He's not out to steal Christmas and to make Christmas stop altogether. Right. He's not out to he, his his end game isn't to destroy Santa Claus. He exists as a balancing measure. Exactly. His, his yeah. entire, all of his his shtick and all of his all of his strength comes from balancing out the naughtiness in the world and being a reason to to be a better person.
2: Exactly. So so he's he's like Saint Nicholas's partner. They are the good cop and the bad cop,
1: basically. That's a good way to put it. Yeah.
2: He's punishing bad kids so that good can prevail. So he's establishing a social order. Um that so he is a kind of a necessary evil that's out there. Mm-hmm. Granted, we do not condone violence against children. That should be noted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he was he was there to kind of give that yin and yang vibe, you know? He Yeah. He was the flip side, you know? And they didn't want to sully St. Nicholas's image for St. Nicholas being the one that was punishing the bad kids. So yeah. they needed something else. And that's where Krampus comes in. So um, the beating itself could kind of depend on what the kids did. So Mm -hmm. if the kid was just, you know, kind of a naughty kid, uh, they would get beatings with the birch rods that we talked about. He'd pull their ears. And if he if the kid was much worse, which we've all seen a little bit of, I'm sure, in our lives, um, he would lead them off a cliff. He would put them in shackles or he would put them in his basket and drag them down to hell like we talked about. Or he would drown them in ink.
1: Drowning in ink—that sounds really rough. As, as you're sinking down, you can't even see your way to the surface.
2: It's so just, messy. Yeah. That's all I <laughs> that think <too>. of.
1: <laughs> yeah, the cleaning bill is going to be awful.
2: <laughs> so um, a customary offering would be like to offer him schnapps,
0: yeah, which is them. a mm-hmm.
2: strong distilled fruit brandy. If you're not much of a drinker,
1: or you didn't know that. If you're not much of a drinker, why are you listening to the show? <laughs>
2: Because we love you and we want you to. <laughs> yeah, everyone's welcome. <laughs> it was kind of an interesting how this tradition happened, because it was, supposedly it was that the families would wait up and sit there, and St. Nick and Krampus would show up at their door. Uh, St. Nick would, you know, give out nice, fun gifts, and Krampus would administer his beatings. And then they'd move on to the next house. Yeah. So they would, like, set up a waiting for, say, Nick and Krampus, you know? Yeah. Pretty interesting,
1: I think. Uh, and I can only imagine, you know, for, for Greta, you get uh, the, the wooden horse. For for Hans, you get your own little fishing rod. But for Klaus,
0: oh, Klaus, you have been very <laughs> wicked this year. You get to meet the Krampus.
2: <laughs> and out comes the birch rods. Indeed. <laughs> So we've kind of covered Krampus and what he does and where he's from. The celebration within Central and Eastern Europe on Krampusnacht, so on December 5th, has mm-hmm. been a huge thing for decades, if not longer, maybe even centuries. Basically, people drink lots. They dress up in hugely elaborate costumes.
1: Oh, they're so freaking sweet. They're so yeah.
2: <laughs> cool um Please, masks. Uh,
1: yeah look do do one google yes. search if you if you want to find not. a visual aid on these the I mean, it puts our halloweens to shame oh
2: absolutely people spend thousands of dollars on these costumes and it's yeah. it's you can see every penny they are mm-hmm. amazing and terrifying they're so scary but also, uh, uh,
1: as just a note from somebody who's worn a lot of goofy costumes over the years, <laughs> I do appreciate that they incorporated a thermal element to these. They are going out in December Very true. in Austria. It's cold. Very but true. These nice warm furry suits—they look uh, plenty toasty.
2: Yeah, they definitely do. I'm sure that they are not freezing at all in those. <laughs> <laughs> these are complete with like masks, pitchforks the rusty chains we've talked about oh yeah the bells torches, the, bells yeah. yeah everything and they they carry around those birch stick bundles and they beat people's legs <laughs> mm-hmm. so if you if you want to go somewhere where you can beat people up on their legs, which is like one of one of the many rules, you know, they don't want people actually getting injured, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go to these celebrations, you know that you're going to end up getting whacked in the legs a few times with some sticks.
1: And it's all in good fun. Exactly. It- <laughs>
2: yeah. And honestly, they, they do a lot more to scare and chase and beat the adults than they do the kids, which makes a lot more sense in today's society for us, you know, because somehow we realized that beating kids up is not a great thing to do <laughs> weird how that works mm-hmm. um they also during these events they have a really really good time at a raucous event called the krampuslauf which is the mm-hmm. krampus run oh, um yeah. they uh it's kind of like like a parade of krampuses i guess yeah a
1: parade a parade is a pretty good way to yeah, describe so, it
2: and honestly so so they have a really big one in salzburg austria right um but with how popular he's gotten in these past few years in the us the actually north america really um they've they've been hosting their own here within the past mm-hmm. few years so like um la chicago philadelphia dc Dallas and San Francisco, those are all places that have had, um, like, Krampus knock celebrations or Krampus loves Krampus runs. Oh, that's um, fun.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that they they had happened uh, in that many instances across yeah, the U.S. Yeah, uh, it's
2: super popular, which I totally understand. It's an excuse to drink and dress up, you know, and That sounds and like people. something <laughs> that needs to come to
1: Salt Lake. I know.
2: <laughs> Logan, I think that you need to start planning it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we've got just <laughs> Done. we've got just under a year. Um.
2: We've got this. We've got this. Um, although they they have been known to get out of hand. Um, I know that at one time, like five teenagers ended up getting beat to death by people that were in costumes.
1: Yeah, which it's is pretty it, awful. the The spirit of it is pretty wild and rowdy. It's uh, but
2: people are generally there to have fun. Yeah, know? yeah. And so you you always end up with these few assholes that are like, oh, I'm wearing a mess so I can get away a with whatever I want, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just saying it right now. For Logan Young's Krampuslauf, we go by the heavy metal mosh pit rules. If somebody <laughs> falls down, you pick them back up. We are all brothers.
2: Absolutely. We're in this together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like a way to combat this, some some of the places have... They have people who are dressed up wear a number so that people actually still do know who is who.
1: And that's that's pretty helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I've worked in the haunted house industry a lot. And often as we get close to um Halloween. Uh, we get people coming in in costume. The problem is when you see somebody in costume, you don't know if you're supposed to act for them. You don't know if, if you're they're supposed part to of the be,
2: crew or not.
1: Yeah. If they're part of the show or what's going on. So I can understand a little bit that uh, it, it does help to have a little bit of a designation. Mm-hmm. You're part of the show or you're a spectator. Or, I think it's responsible.
2: It's, yeah. a, it's responsible because, because of that very thing people, when their anonymity is suddenly there, they can do a lot you know mm-hmm. we've all seen yeah, we... like the purge <laughs> you know yeah. you don't want the any purge. of that shit happening
1: <laughs> yep also I'm programming a g-code that's just called arm the peasants just in case the <laughs> purge happens Perfect. for a big cnc machine if anyone finds the usb press the button on the cnc machine you get axes and machetes and everything ready to go oh my god
2: you're such a nerd I love it I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Okay, so uh, another fun thing that people do around uh, the holidays, around December, I almost said Christmas, but not really Christmas, around Krampus knocked, we'll say that, uh, people exchange something called Krampus Carden, which are Krampus cards or postcards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they generally have some sort of illustration of Krampus on them and say uh, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but like Grus von Krampus, which mm-hmm. basically means greetings from Krampus. So like the <laughs> Christmas cards that you would get, you would get a Krampus card instead, which is so much fucking cooler, <laughs> I will say, mm-hmm. negating some like Noel, which <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's just, you know, the morbid macabre person inside me. That's just, just so much happier at Halloween time <laughs> that is loving this element of this dark character being advertised. Like he's he's a fun character, right? And no. um, for him to be present on these cards, it's so much fun. I think that's such <laughs> a blast. And these these aren't even a recent thing. These happened centuries ago. Um, and you can just look in the past. Like, Google Krampus Carton, and you will see so much cool stuff. Cool. It's it's fantastic. So, St. Nicholas Day. Um, St. Nicholas Day is the day after Krampus knocked. So, it's, day, oh, it's the, December It's the hangover 6th. day. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's n- uh, Nicholas Tag, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, kids will look outside their door to see if the shoe or the boot that they left out the night before either contains presents and, or candy. Um, so this is our, our, their version of a stocking that we would have, like, at Christmas time here, mm-hmm. right? So they either get presents or candy if they were good kids, or they'll get a rod or, like, a switch, which ba- basically is, like, a stick if they were bad kids. And then with that stick, their parents get to beat them. Mm. <laughs> or at least Perfect. threaten them right yeah <laughs> i know a lot of parents nowadays would be like hmm interesting but yeah, just... you know once again we don't condone or support violence towards children yes <laughs> raise your noted. children
1: responsibly both for good and <laughs> <Exactly>. for evil <laughs>
2: um he it was uh like the celebrations themselves. Were suppressed by the Catholic Church for quite a while, and in like pre World War II Austria, uh, the fascists of that government outlawed Krampus entirely.
1: Yeah, and what's what's kind of funny about the suppression of the image of the Krampus and the and the celebration of this character um, from the the Catholic Church really, if you look at him uh in artwork or any of his depictions, he looks very much like a christian demon yeah he, I, I actually not again don't have a time machine, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if his image uh was either inspired by uh christian demon demons from artwork or if he maybe played a hand in inspiring that kind of look the the cloven hooves the goat the goat horns and really just the just fitting it all together the way that it does uh, artists like to you know look at one and immediately say oh these are the changes i would make and it would grow from there and so i gotta think krampus maybe he is a
2: demon Hmm. Well, I can definitely see how they would think that, right? Yes, His image, he's a scary guy <laughs> at some of the earlier early illustrations. And and we, we have most of these illustrations because of those Krampus cards, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but and, some of the early and, ones are, are a little bit more silly looking and some yeah. are a little bit scarier.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, you also mentioned that a bit right before World War I, uh, the fascists really – World War Two, sorry, right before World War Two, the fascists really had a problem with the Krampus and a lot of other things. Probably but the
2: celebration on... part is my guess. Yes, yeah,
1: the celebration, but also uh, the fact that he's a – he's he represents a, the the older and the other um, when they're trying to fit everything into one neat little box. Yeah, pa- yeah, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he 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 was a representation of of paganism of older cultures of uh, and again a celebration of anything other than what fascism really promoted. Yeah. So, and they can't control
2: him, right? Yeah. He's he's a pagan figure, he's a reminder of old beliefs. They're trying for yeah. a new regime, a new ideal. So it makes sense that they want to suppress anything that doesn't f- you know, like Logan said, fit neatly into their, into their little boxes. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense that the Catholic Church suppressed it too because of that de- demonic image, like he said. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, he's kind of resurged in popularity in these recent years. Um, I yeah,
1: he really has in <laughs> yeah, a big way
2: <laughs> for sure. Um, like so, so like around two thousand seven, two thousand nine, the internet kind of rediscovered the old postcards, the Krampus carton. And that was a whole thing because of these cool images and more people wanted to know about it. And then a book called Krampus, the Yule Lord was written by someone um, who goes by the name of Brom. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of cemented this enemy to Santa, this anti-Santa vibe which, like mm-hmm. we said earlier, is inaccurate, though reportedly it's a pretty good book. From what I understand, yeah. Logan has read it.
1: I have. Uh, and it is it is very good. Um, it is a modern kind of interpretation of the Krampus story. It It's a novel, and it mm-hmm. isn't holding itself to be completely true to every little step along the way. Yeah. Um, Artistic but it gets, license. Yeah, it gets more right than it gets wrong, and it has some really great illustrations. Yeah. Um, well, he's the artist, it, too, right? Yes, he is, and awesome. really, I highly recommend. If if maybe the book isn't for you, please t- check out the pictures. Uh, that's really something. Yeah. that's so- something cool to see.
2: Definitely, and I mean, we we see that a lot. Like, there's retellings are done of old creatures and old stories all the time, right? And mm-hmm. generally, it's not about a creature that we know nothing of, like Krampus, right? Um, at, at that time, people didn't know a ton about Krampus. I think it was like 2012 or something when this book was published. And so when that's the only introduction you have to this creature, of course you're going to be under the assumption that that's what this creature's like. And I think mm-hmm. that's what happened. That's how we got the okay, he's the he's the Christmas villain, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he's that's a great way to put him. Uh, he's the, he's the bad guy <laughs> to Christmas. Yeah,
2: and and from that he's he's appeared in, in the media quite a bit. There was a recent movie with Adam Scott and Tony Collette, which Logan mm-hmm. saw, right? Yeah, I did mm-hmm. not see it because I don't do well with horror movies.
1: And I love them. He so. <laughs> loves them.
2: Um, but apparently it's pretty good. It's I not amazing. It. Yeah, th- it's not th- awful. So
1: it it, ha- it had a couple of good spooky moments, yeah. some really cool special effects, and I, what I do like is that it still kept uh, a tone of being a holiday movie. It yeah. still had kind of a lesson to it, that very much like the story of, of the Krampus itself. Um yes, it's it's the, the the Krampus in that one is a no fun creature at all. It is a it is a bad news monster altogether. Um He's not our fun but, mischievous friend. <laughs> but it it comes, uh, comes about because one of the characters, a small child, stops believing in Christmas.
2: Yeah, that'll happen. And Grampus mm-hmm. is like, well, okay, I'll come by. <laughs> I like that. Um, that's, that's fun. So yeah, if you like horror movies, that might be a fun one to check out for a little bit of Christmassy horror. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's another genre that I don't, I don't think has a ton of movies to its name. So if you like horror movies, that's perfect for your December, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that there's like ten other movies that have either been made or are being made. I know there's a Jim Henson one that's in production, which mm-hmm. is cool. So my hopes are that he's a little bit more fun in that one at least.
1: I hope so. But um there scary. is there there is a there is an element of fun to the story of the Krampus. Um and really, I would like to see what The, the Creature Shop does with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, they do amazing work, so he's going to be cool for sure. But it'll be, it'll be cool to see what they do exactly. There's also been a few graphic novels. Uh, the compass is appeared on TV shows like Supernatural, on Grimm, on Lost Girl, which if you guys haven't seen that, I highly recommend. Um, it's a Canadian TV show all about Supernatural creatures in the world. The main character is a succubus. It's such a cool show. I love it. Have you seen that one, Logan?
1: Uh, which one? Sorry, Lost Girl. Uh, Lost Girl. I haven't seen Lost Dude, Girl. Dude, no.
2: it's so good. You need to watch it. You would love I, it.
1: I'll add it to the list. Kay. That's a good one. <laughs>
2: um, and then like Venture Brothers and now Bur- that
1: that one I can <laughs> handle right there. Um, <laughs> really, uh, as as soon as uh this that episode year, aired years ago. And I've encountered stories of the Krampus many more times since mm-hmm. then. And, oh boy, the the scene where the Krampus shows up, the perfect depiction of him. Love it. He's, <laughs> he's a combination of fun and anger. He doesn't speak, but, well, we don't have a whole lot of evidence of, of Krampus being able to speak. That's something that... Yeah,
2: no one hasn't. ever says he did.
1: <laughs> he's not known for his pontifications.
2: <laughs> that we know of. Maybe he was yeah. very eloquent and we just never heard about it. I yeah maybe I, no one ever if... asked him to talk, you know?
1: Oh, that's a good I no one's ever stopped to say, "Hey, before you take away my young child, could you maybe <laughs> let's
2: have a conversation. <laughs> let's, let's How talk. are you?" <laughs> I love that. So, um uh what are you thinking alignment-wise?
1: Logan? Oh, uh, alignment-wise, well he definitely has some chaos to him. Yes. However, as uh, as part of a balance thing, maybe he's neutral.
2: Yeah, he's not. He's not evil. Like, he doesn't punish people who are good, right? So he has some sort of moral code to him, which means he's not evil. But it also yeah. means that he's not good. But at the same time, he causes a ton of, like, mischief and chaos. So he's definitely not lawful either, mm-hmm. which I think kind of squarely pegs him into chaotic neutral is yeah
1: i I would i would agree with that i think that's a great place for him to land um he kind of does his own thing and uh i don't know he's he's part of a larger system uh that shouldn't be removed or replaced uh but uh yeah i think chaotic chaotic neutral is a good place to 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 land him yeah um yeah kind of to fit with our other discussions of of creatures, say one encounters the Krampus, um, what should they what should they do? Hmm. I think I think the first the first thing one should do is I don't know, hope you weren't naughty this year. <laughs>
2: uh, right. Maybe be good. <laughs> that could be a good first step. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, if you encountered him, I mean, ideally, reason with him. Could be a good yep. first step there.
1: Perhaps, yeah. He seems like an oh. all right guy. I'd love to meet him.
2: Me, me well, I'd say me too, but I don't know that I want to. But um, do you do you hear knocking, Logan?
1: Oh, actually, I I do. Uh want to get the door? Oh, just one second. whoa oh who is this guy oh yeah okay sure enough yeah we've got hooves we've got shaggy fur Holy shit. um let's not uh I, I won't mention the smell but uh okay. <laughs> uh yeah come on in have a have a seat uh, this is wow this i wasn't expecting this neither but, was i well um, i suppose well krampus knocked is over he's he's got some time so ladies and gentlemen uh, the krampus himself has come to join us
2: hello sir um,
1: we were discussing just a moment ago uh, how you've kind of made a comeback. Uh, there, it, You've seen a bit of a resurgence in popularity in recent years. Um, lots of movies and TV show appearances and, and being talked about all over the internet. Uh, how's that going for you?
0: Very well, thanks. Oh, when there is wickedness in this world, I gain more strength so that it can be properly rewarded. Since 2016 weakness levels have been off the charts.
2: I believe that for sure. Um mm. because uh, like one of those recent movies, the the one entitled Krampus with Adam Scott. I assume you've seen that, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I have all time to, to watch movies in the off-season. It is really a good time to relax, put my hooves up, and watch all the good holiday movies that came out.
2: Love that. Love uh, that. Me too. How, how and, accurate was your portrayal in that, do you think?
0: Oh, well, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, it was more accurate than any of the Resident Evil movies. Uh, it got <laughs> uh, a few things off, like my eyes. Uh, but really, I can't blame them. Uh, special effects are impressive, yeah, but but it's difficult to capture the color of burning embers on a starless night. That's
2: very fair. But and my- to their
0: to their credit, <laughs> I I do have to applaud them for including representations of the other bells. Nichols, my siblings, they get very jealous when I'm the popular one in the family.
2: But you kind of are, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I suppose.
2: But how do you how do you feel about being portrayed as a monster? Yeah, like. <sighs>
0: Well, let me ask you this. Is it monstrous to inspire adults and children to be good and kind and patient? Nay, I am the darkness that drives one towards the light. I am the taker of the unwanted, the punisher of the wicked, the devourer of oatmeal raisin cookies.
2: Mm, I can't blame you there. They are delicious.
0: That's all that is left. Yes, Claus. Uh, oh. He always take the chocolate chip and ones. the Oreos. But I love the
2: oatmeal raisin. Good. I'm glad.
0: Hey, uh, I've got a question. I
1: So we talked about how you're kind of the counterbalance to to, to St. Nick, to Santa Claus. Um, and the the best way that Lindsay and I described it is that it's kind of a bad cop, good cop dynamic. Yeah. Um, is it hard to always be the bad cop? Would you ever consider being the good cop every once in a while?
0: Uh, you know, if it's right, uh, it never feels like work. I always come home exhausted at the end of the night, so... One really needs to put the dark heart into it if they expect results. I will tell you the most exhausting part, So, All the running and leaping... Ah oh, Yes, there's nothing like a good Krampus laugh to get one's black, Icarus blood pumping, but but when you only do it once a year, you really need to remember to keep up the cardio in the off-season.
2: That's fair, that's fair. A good advice for all of us, I think, for sure. Yeah. So how did you get stuck with this job?
0: Well, uh, my mother, she was hell... And I try not to ride the coattails of the family. in you know, nepotism, it is never becoming. But uh, I have found my own little niche, if you will. Uh, there, there are wicked children, and they need uh, so they need someone to guide them to either stop their wickedness or learn to be good at it and not get caught.
2: Fair. That is fair. Um, So when it isn't... Like, December 5th, 6th, what do you like to do? I assume you're in Hell, uh, yeah, or Hellheim yeah, where, with your mom? Yeah, where do you hang out
0: in the off-season? Well, uh, I do visit my mother sometimes, uh, but, but mostly I alternate between hibernating and observing. Saint Nicholas likes to watch year-round, but in this day and age, I just get a few updates from all social media accounts for naughtiness.
2: Oh, that's probably really useful.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is very convenient. It leaves me much more time for hobbies. I've recently taken up curling. Even though I'm not exactly sure what the rules are, my hooves, they don't have a problem on the ice.
2: (laughs) I believe that. Um, Mm. Maybe we'll see you at the Olympics in the future.
0: Yeah, Team Krampus. (laughs) When is the next one?
2: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't keep up on sports. Let's be real here. Um, At some points in the past, you have been banned from places. Oh
0: yeah, yeah! You know, one too many drinks, or so you do, you you do, you do something wrong in the club, and you are gonna have to go. Oh, you mean you mean ov- overall uh, banned everywhere? Yeah, yeah. That's, those <laughs> are the rough times. Uh, yeah, yeah, my see, my power it comes from those who believe. And yes, uh, fear, a little bit. Uh, And well, those were rough times for everyone. Everyone was taught to believe one specific thing. For sure. And nobody had room in their hearts for the blood-curdling fears of the Krampus. That's fair. But the good news, the good news is that I am back, baby! (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, Were you still doing your rounds during those years?
0: Yeah, 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 but mostly just only going to the houses that expect to see me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is mostly just popping in and saying, anybody need a beating? And no, <laughs> no, no
2: takers. Oh, man.
0: Hey, hey I got a question. Um, that, uh, that sack
1: you brought in, I- I'm guessing that's where you lug around all the, the bad children that you take away for a year. Uh, now, it's fitting here in my house. How is it that you can fit all the naughty children in that one sack?
0: Well, are you familiar with the concept of a bag of holding? Or perhaps you've heard of a TARDIS? Uh Yes, it's a little bit like that. see, The opening is a magic portal to another realm. It leads to a place that isn't what you mortals might call hell, but, well, it's not very nice in (laughs) there.
2: I believe that. But the good
0: news... The good news is the sack the sack stays nice and light on the outside, so I can still bound around through the snow.
2: That's cool. I didn't I didn't even think about it being like a portal. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, in the old days, I had just one big sack, but it's too heavy to lug around.
2: Fair. Sounds like you're a fan of Doctor Who, if you know oh, about yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah.
0: I have time to watch all the good shows, and the BBC really, really knows their drama and their sci-fi.
2: That's very
1: true. They do. Uh, so, you you administer, not only you, ta- you take children away, but you also administer beatings as punishment. Let's let's go into that a little bit. Now, parents don't beat their children a whole lot, you know, in, in America and in the modern times. But you still seem to stick to the old ways. Um, now, we're finding references to a gentle beating and a brutal beating.
0: Is there a difference between the two of those? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and Why? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, you see, it's all in the wrist, really. (laughs) But in all seriousness, a brutal beating is usually one that leaves a person unable to remember what happened. A good bop to the head, and you're out all night. But that defeats the entire purpose. If I deliver a beating, you will be remembering it for many years to come.
2: I... Hope that I never experienced that from you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you do, you will be getting it from the very best.
2: And so so that gentle meeting, is that just like a nice little reminder of... A...
0: It is almost playful. It is a little bit of a, a whap with the birch switch just saying, Hey, I am watching you. <laughs> but uh, no, it is not going to make anybody, uh, you know, cry home to their mother or anything like that.
2: Or maybe just cry a little bit. Right. Just a little, Just a bit, little bit,
0: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you ever thought about uh being a daycare teacher?
0: I have actually considered this as a side business, but, but kids, ugh, kids are messy. Mm, that's right. Maybe if I could charge parents a, a cleaning fee like Uber, then I would consider it. But until then, no.
2: Hey someday, maybe maybe someone will build an app for you.
0: Aha. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> You've got some
1: pretty sharp teeth, uh, and the children you take, uh, they don't always come back. Uh, tell
0: us, do you eat children? Um, and if so, how do you prepare them? Oh, yeah, it's the children I, I have tried to cut back. They are full of carbs and sugar. Oh, <laughs> but if I am feeling indulgent... Uh, I really need to make an example, then I prefer them roasted with a generous amount of garlic and butter. Save the leftovers for on-the-go snacking.
2: That's fair. Garlic and butter makes everything taste better, so that's understandable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, Is With all of that uh, stringy children eating, uh, is dental hygiene a thing that's important to you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, very important. You see these fangs? They are over 400 years old and still a sharp and pearly white.
2: They they do Saint, look very sparkly, I must say. Oh, thank
0: you, danke, danke. Ah, but St. Nicholas likes to fill his stockings with candy and dreams of sugar plums. <laughs> I can't prove it, but I'm reasonably certain he's getting paid off by the big dental lobbyist groups to keep them in business.
2: You know, I would not be surprised. Mm.
1: Hey, uh, here's a here's a great question we've got for you, Mr. Krampus. Um, tell me, which direction do you put your toilet paper?
0: <laughs> the only right way. Overhand. I may be an ageless, wicked demon from a pit darker and older than the collective memory of humanity. But I am not that kind of monster. I have been looking into installing a bidet, though.
2: That's fair. They are great.
1: I hear that those are very thorough. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, Mr. Krampus. Uh, uh, I I don't have any more questions. Lindsay, have you got anything else? I don't
2: either, but we really do appreciate you coming by.
0: Oh, you are very welcome, Logan. I will see you next year.
2: <laughs> Me? What did I
0: do? All right, I think well, you know, there Logan, it goes Clearly. Yeah.
2: You know okay. what you did.
1: Uh, well, I'll I'll knock it off. I've got some time to change.
2: <laughs> it's true. You do have a full year.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. That was a the fun little little visit. I, I very random. Maybe our. Maybe our show's getting more and more popular, and and maybe creatures are actually hearing our podcast. Possibly, uh, if yeah, any I... of you, if any other creatures or cryptids would like to come and give a guest appearance, uh, please call first. Uh, just so we can schedule you. Yeah, it might but, be good. Uh, Yeah, but we'd love to have have somebody else on. Assuming you don't uh, m- murder or possess us, that would Or be if good. you do,
2: just do it temporarily. You know.
1: Yeah, be gentle about. Yeah, it.
2: it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I think that's probably all for us tonight.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I know I'm just going to finish off this glue clan and just, well, fade off into dreamland and and try to remember what I did that was so wrong that would get the Krampus' attention. Yeah,
2: I know I'm fine. So that's great. Good Mm. luck with that. (laughs) Little
1: Miss Goody Two Shoes
2: Lindsay.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody.
2: Yes, thank yeah, this you. Was,
1: this was a fun one. This was really fun and I'm glad that uh glad you could join us to, to discuss the Krampus. Yeah, just fun and little uh,
2: Christmas holiday solstice all of the above yeah, spirits. We-
1: we- whether whether you're a Christmas type, a Yule type, or a get the hell out of my way, it's cold outside type. Yeah. Uh, ev- everyone can enjoy something about this time
2: <laughs> of year. <laughs> or not enjoy. I mean <laughs> whatever <laughs> you whatever you want to do so just as a reminder you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Folklore on the Rocks you can find us at Twitter
1: at Folklore Rocks
2: <laughs> um, we've got pictures notes sources on our website at Folklore on the Rocks dot com we do have a Patreon um, we, re- we recently got our very first patron so that's really mm. exciting um, yes. and anything that you can give is immensely helpful we would love to have some more of you guys donate. Um, It helps us cover, you know, hosting fees and editing costs. So it's invaluable to us, really. It'll help us be able to keep making this show. Um, We also have a PayPal button on our website if you want to donate just one time. Patreon is a monthly thing. And as Logan talked about earlier, he's going to be doing Logan's Corner on our Patreon. Um, It's going to be fun. (laughs)
1: Yeah, sorry to take so long to put it together, but I'm, re- I'm working on some really cool projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a, a weird and wacky time of creating stuff, but stay tuned. We've got some neat stuff coming. Yeah, it's going
2: to be really cool. <laughs> um, And we do have a merch shop coming up soon, probably after the holidays, is my guess, just because uh, I'll have a little more time then and get things ironed out. Um, So we also just asked that... Uh, you rate us, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we are doing free stickers for you if you leave a review and you send a screenshot of it to our email address, which is mail at rocks.com um, So if you could do that, we would be grateful. We'll get some stickers out to you. It's very cool. And once we hit a 100 reviews, we're going to do a bonus episode with a listener-selected creature. So That's another incentive for you. So tell your friends, get the word out. Uh, It's great marketing for us, and we really, really appreciate you guys spreading the word. Thanks for listening. Tune in to us next Sunday.
1: Yes, please. Yes, but thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a good time, and uh, we'll be here. See you, uh, whatever, again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
0: Welcome. Bye. Proclaw on the rocks! <laughs>